We're back. back. Welcome back to We're Not the Same, guys. I'm Katie. And I'm Brian. And we're so excited to share some big news with you today, as well as share some encouragement as we near the end of 2023. Yep. So let's dive in. So we'll kick it off with our exciting announcement, which most of you listening probably already know since we've shared on multiple social media platforms at this point. But we are expecting baby number three. And it's a boy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, should we say the gender? But again, most people. Most people already already know. You guys already know. (laughs) So we got two little girls and a, a baby boy on the way, which is very exciting. And he seems like he's gonna be a big boy based on this belly. <laughs> we shall see. Strong, strong, healthy boy is what we're hoping for. Yes. So very excited, and uh, it's just like I don't know what to expect. I mean, even with it's a third kid, but being a boy, like I feel like we're gonna have face a whole new set of challenges. Well, the boy obviously makes it a little bit different, but also not having had a newborn in three and a half years. It's like, wait, what do you do? <laughs> Got to be learn how to be newborn parents again. And we just are planning to do certain things different. I mean, we haven't been total screw ups up until this point, but that's true. <laughs> By the grace change, of God, not going to change everything, but yeah. certainly some of the things we're going to do differently. So, but we wanted to just share a little bit of the story, I guess, behind yeah the baby, kind of a little testimony. That's right. (laughs) So what this baby is. But, you know, we had shared through several posts and in different podcast episodes. I was rewatching some of my old videos when I was pregnant before. Like, oh, like we're going to just have to and be done. And we really felt that. I mean, we got rid of everything. I mean, like mostly every like 99 percent of everything. We're like clean house, baby. Let's get this stuff out of here. Oops. I know. It's so crazy. Like, but I it can't wasn't. believe we were that confident. I know. I, we just felt so strongly about that. We, we were just complete and everything was good and kind of everything was getting easier in the sense of like, well, I mean, it's not nothing's easy about easy about parenting, but kind of coming out of that season and being their girls are a little more independent. Like, I don't know. It's just different than. But we got of rid of before. everything like as so our second Georgia, as she left those phases I was getting rid of stuff so it's not like we kept everything for a year and then got rid of it all yeah like I was just done which is crazy because I've always said I wanted four kids you've always said one at a one time. at a time don't want to test God with that yeah we'll see I'm <laughs> gonna end up with multiples or something yeah, that's like, true oh one at a time okay <laughs> three at a time oh, yeah. God. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't speak that out <laughs> Yeah. I rebuke that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Luckily, it is just one this time. Yes, indeed. But, um, I mean, unless there's something that got missed, you're pretty big. Yeah. No, I think you're you're, you're good. I think it's just one in there. Okay. So, but yeah, I mean, so we were su- super adamant about it, but then, you know, we've grown a lot in our faith and prayed a lot about it. And um, we both just... kind of felt our hearts changing at some point, I think, as yeah. As our girls have grown up, been growing up and just, it's like, wow, you know, I mean, we 
got married and started our family relatively young, not teen parents or anything like that. Yeah. But younger than um, our friend, our friend group. You know, we were what twenty seven and twenty eight when Georgia was born. Yeah. So to just already be done with that whole phase of life that I literally spent my entire life looking forward to, just saddened me a little but I also was scared at the thought of having more children but we both just had our hearts changing kind of at the same time and prayed on it separately and together and here we are yeah I mean we talk about it so much on the podcast so about going back to other episodes about how if we put so adamant about putting God first and then everything else falls into place. And I think we were just holding so strongly onto like, we're going to control this. We're going to control this. Like, this is what we feel. And we're like, this is crazy. We're turning everything over, you know, everything else over to God and, and things. So why, why not this also? And we kind of came to that as we prayed about it a lot. And, um, and then he blessed us right away. Yes. And I think we've shared before that we, we haven't done a full episode, but we use natural family planning. And so, I was definitely at least operating from a place of fear and Mm. I was terrified. Like what if we, you know, accidentally get pregnant and I just, you know, through our faith journey realized how wrong that is to just be living in this fear every month of, Oh, am I pregnant? Even though we've never had an accident in seven years, but (laughs) just the way you know I was like really scared of of having more kids and so I think giving our lives to God and just not giving that aspect to God didn't feel right and didn't make a lot of sense so that was kind of the start of slowly you know over many months sanctification and (laughs) things changing yeah so it's just it's just really cool to see that you know we just our hearts changed and thank God. And we're so, so grateful for this guy in here mm-hmm. and we can't wait to meet him after yeah. he's fully cooked. Yes. We can wait until 39 40, weeks. 40 weeks, 40 weeks. Okay. I'm hoping for a due date, baby. I want to be in that baby. 2%. That's true. Well, Katie's fear. Cause so 2024 is a leap year. So February 29th, like our due date is in that, that area. So like we, are at risk of <laughs> of that. So there Katie wants to avoid that at all that possible. Could be the birthday, but I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. Well, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. So we're kind of calling this like our season two of the podcast since we had a little bit of a break. So earlier on in season one of the podcast, we had a whole episode about pregnancy and childbirth and things we would do differently. And like at that point, we were not really... No, you just, we were just talking about, we were nowhere near yeah. wanting to or ever having one of your kids. So we just did that episode because that's one of the topics we wanted to to cover, but we are doing a lot of things differently. Um, and so that kind of ties into the topic of today's episode, which is we want to just give some encouragement to those of you out there who are like us and are on this journey of making changes and have been on this journey, but now that the world kind of feels like it's back to normal, you know, a new normal, but still just more the status quo, our day-to-day lives are not that different than they were, you know, three years ago. But um, how do we stay the course and how do we continue to press on and making changes that are better for our families, better for our faith, better for 
society. <laughs> Ultimately, if we're all doing better as individuals, then the world is going to be a better place. So how do we make these lasting changes and stick with them even when it might just be easier to kind of go back to the old ways? Yeah. I mean, this is hopefully to encourage you to figure out how you can do the same thing. And we're still learning and growing too, but that's kind of the whole point of this podcast is sharing our journey mm -hmm. so that it can help you and just some thoughtful things to think about as we, as we go through this. Yeah. So in the past few months, we have had a couple incidences of just, I mean, various things, injuries, sicknesses, whatever. But through all that, I have been so thankful because of, I feel like the the team that I know. We, we have like I was gonna say, we, have a, we have a team now around ourselves and I've just been so grateful that you know we have found these people practitioners that can help us on on this journey you you know you have these times as parents with young kids and uh, honestly probably kids of any age where you need a doctor you know all the times that you ran to the pediatrician before if you're no longer just having a go-to pediatrician, then what are you doing? Um, and I think that's a lot of the fear that stops people from making changes is because they're like, well, well, my pediatrician, you know, like who will I go to if my kid gets an ear infection or, or whatever it is? And so they're like, well, I don't want to, you know, get kicked out of my pediatrician or leave my pediatrician, even if they don't agree with, you know, the way that you want to care for your family. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay to get to get kicked out yeah i think it's okay to realize that there are other options for you to like find what best fits what you believe in and what kind of care that you want like ultimately this is you and your kids so if the pediatrician or the people that you're are surrounding you aren't in line with your beliefs then it's okay to say like hey well, we're gonna go somewhere else or we're gonna find somewhere else like they don't care. <laughs> like they honestly, like they, you know, they're, you're a number and money to them. So anyway, I think that for, for us, it was finding like, what does that team team look like? Yeah. I think that 2020, of course, God would use the year 2020 to, to clear all of our vision to see things more clearly. Right. Like that's what everybody, you know, had kind of realized the, the ones who woke up at least to things, mm -hmm. but just, the realization of, you know, I feel like, and this is going to be a little conspiracy theory for some of you, <laughs> but the, the almost like spell that people are under of the medical model. And, you know, certainly we fell under it of just trusting these doctors, trusting these people so much. And so just inherently and I would say we're more on like the skeptical side and always have done our own research and and all that but yet you still put so much weight on yeah oh the doctor said this or or that and the other and so coming out of that and realizing that we're we're the customer but we're also the employer in a sense <laughs> like yeah. they don't have a job without us we're we're paying them and so of course, you want to partner with people that are going to be able to know more than you and give you advice on things. But you also want to make sure that you're in alignment and that they respect you as an individual and also as a parent to make choices and not 
you know, they're not just laying down the law that you have to follow. It should be partnering together yes. to come out with what what works for you, looking at your whole situation and not just, oh, textbook answer, throw a pill at it or whatever it is. Yeah, 100%. And I think there's so much things that like a good doctor and partner in your community of, of folks that you have wrapped around you should help you to brainstorm and come up with ideas that best suits you and your family. So part of that is them getting to know you and actually knowing you versus you just being you know, another patient. Um, because there's so many things we've talked about in other podcasts too, like ear infections and fevers and things like we've learned so many new things of just like treating those in a, you know, in, in ways first before ever, and even needing to, and, you know, engage a doctor. Um, but it's, it's cool to find doctors and stuff who are there to help you think through those other options instead of just throwing antibiotics at things like, Hey, have you tried this or tried that? Or like, and that I think is, you know, that's a sign of, finding someone who is aligned with like your beliefs or even just a more conservative doctor who's going to say, well, they're, they're going to be okay if we wait a day or two and see, you know, I feel like yeah. when we were just at the regular pediatrician's office, it's just like, well, we don't want you to have to come back. So we'll just go ahead and prescribe today. Even, you know, they take a culture, the culture's not even back yet, but go ahead and get started on the antibiotics. Yep. This is so crazy. Like it is, it is. So yeah, as you think, start thinking about this like team of people, I mean, we'll share. So for us, and this does not happen all at once, but I think for us, it, it worked out to like our first kind of breakout was like finding a chiropractor that was awesome and is, is awesome. And he's like one of our best friends. Um, <laughs> but like having someone who is super passionate in, that's like outside of the traditional medical field, um, that was super helpful and like help us learn so many different things, not just related to chiropractic, but, uh, alternative medicine solutions and things like that. So I think that was really good. And he also had a great community and all that. So I think we've got a chiropractor plus, <laughs> like, Yeah, I, think, I don't think he's the stand. I mean, I don't have experience with other chiropractors, but, um, I think, you know, we found him through his podcast and yeah. designed heal shout out if you want right. to go listen to that. But you know, we were people who, again, it's like under the spell of the medical model that hates chiropractors and that puts them down and calls them quacks and all those things. Like literally there's like lawsuits about how they called them quacks, but we like, we're against it. Yes. <laughs> you know, if you told us five years ago, like you're going to be going to chiropractor, you'd be like, what? Yeah. And now he's like our first call if we have something that's like serious. Yeah. And I've told, I've gotten several friends to start going to chiropractors and they've had really great experiences too. And it's just like, oh, wow. Like, how did I not know about this? And it's well, just because like, a lot because there's literally a system in place to make sure that you don't know about it. That's why you didn't know. Yeah. And I mean, the, a big portion of chiropractic is getting your body realigned so that it can do what God designed it to do, which was heal. So unsurprisingly. And if you can find like a faith-based yes. chiropractor, which it seems like there's quite a few out there seem to be of that mindset. So finding someone who not just believes in getting the body in alignment, but getting the body that God designed that's filled with the Holy Spirit in alignment. Yes. That's like an additional... Yes. That's one of our first kind of pillars of our medical community as mm -hmm. our, our chiropractor. And then I think from there, it took us a lot longer to do the next step was to find the right. We wanted to have a family doctor. Like we've talked about this for a long time around. We didn't have someone who was really knowing us and knowing our family history and like really getting to know us, not just us, but our girls. Like I feel like our, our pediatrician was 
pretty good just because we thought we thought just because like unfortunately our do- our youngest daughter or oldest daughter had a lot of medical issues so like early on so like we had a lot more interaction with our pediatrician early on than i think most parents did mm-hmm. so that felt like we were building a bond but uh it turns out that that was not the case that was only yeah just on our side where we felt that felt but, that but you know she just saw us as a paycheck yep so Anyway, we wanted someone who actually cared about us and yes. would get to know us. So, um, and it takes time. That's the biggest thing. It takes time. But I think if you find, do some research, look at their websites, like see what they're about. Like if they're associated with like big hospitals or like big groups don't, of doctors. Don't go with someone associated with a hospital. Yeah. It's not going to, not going to end well. The reason that the family doctor change is more recent is because our pediatrician kind of played us for like a year and a half yes acting and pretending like there was agreement and acceptance of our personal choices and then i guess there was actually this unbeknownst to me timer on that agreement that ran out and then it's do as i say or get out and so of course we got out (laughs) but don't don't be afraid of that like yeah literally so what you know, I mean, thankfully, we were at a place where we were only going to the well child checkups. We weren't really needing to go too often for other reasons, thanks to all the other things that we changed in our lifestyle, probably. Yeah. But there's always going to be someone, you know, like, God forbid something really goes wrong. The hospital's always going to be there. You know, you don't have to have this person that you feel like you're clinging on to and so scared of you know losing that or oh well they're so nice and i really like them well who cares if they're nice are they really nice if they're not respecting you as a parent no they're not so anyways (laughs) it's not a bitter subject at all (laughs) we uh yeah so we found someone else <laughs> that much more aligns with our beliefs and, and all that. So I think that that's going to be, a, that's a pretty recent change. So we're excited. But again, part of that is like that she like gives you your, her cell phone number and like says, like, call me. Like, if you have any emergency, like, call me before you go to the ER. Cause like we can take care of a lot of stuff. We can walk you through things. We can bring to the office and take care of stuff here. Or like we can find other people to take them to. Like, avoid the ER. And like, we learned this tangentially to this, like, a doctor telling us that, but like we had a thing where I cut kind of the top of my finger off. Um, (laughs) just a small small laceration, (laughs) (laughs) but we did the whole ER thing, hours, all this stuff. And she's like, yeah, your tendon's fine. Like if you want to go see like a hand surgeon, you can just, you know, for peace of mind or whatever. So we go to this hand surgeon. He's like, yeah, they, they're complete idiots. Like nobody in the ER knows what they're talking about. He's He's like, literally like, don't trust. Do not. He's like, do not go to the, and this is full on, fully believed in the whole medical system, like hand surgeon. He's like, don't ever go to the ER. Like he was like, literally I'm looking at it and you severed your tendon. Like they don't know what he's like. They were looking and it was your bone. I'm like, how do you not know the bone from a ligament? Like, ah, and these are good hospitals. Like we live in a good area. Like this is not like, yeah. And, and the, the hand Ah. doctor said, you know, you could just, or he said next time, just call us, you know, don't go to the ER, just call us. And we try to get people in if, if we can. So we're like, well that was 10 hours of our life we're not getting back and you know reopening a wound and bills and just everything but yeah long story short 
Live and learn. But, but that was, as you look for new doctors or like even reaching out to, to learn more, I think that's an important one. Like they talk about that on their website and stuff. Like we care about our patients. We give them our cell phone numbers and we use that recently. We had some injuries and we, we called and like they walked us through stuff and had us, you know, helpful things to say. So yeah. that is like awesome. And also, I mean, we haven't been with them for too long, but there's already been things that have been like air quotes disagreements Mm -hmm. where they've said one thing and we said, Oh, well we like to do it this way. And they're like, Oh, okay. That works too. You know, like there's no judgment or pushback or, you know, I'm sure if we were saying something radical, they would be like, well that, you know, here's why that might not be the best, but just open to the alternatives. Mm -hmm. So another thing that I was going to say is, you know, all of these doctors and places that we found are, farther away yep more of a hassle to get to not always covered by insurance you know and so these are like the sacrifices that you have to be willing to make and obviously we believe that the benefit far outweighs those sacrifices but it it's not just you know you can't just live your life going to the closest doctor that your insurance covers that I mean, I totally get it with the insurance. We try to find things that are covered by insurance, but a lot of what we want to do and the care we want to receive is not. And so, you know, I tell people all the time, we we spend all our money on food, like all of our budget. How do you afford to eat like this? You know, the carnivore diet and the all organic and not the bad ingredients. We spend all our money on food. That's how, <laughs> you know, it's a significantly and, increased portion of our budget. <laughs> yes. Which we do want to do like more of a budgeting episode yeah. too in the future. But that also applies to like our medical expenses. You know, we, we invest in ourselves. It's like pay now or pay later. You're going to be paying at some point for something because yes. you're either going to take care of yourself and pay or you're going to be sick and pay. So exactly. I'd rather pay to be healthy than pay once I'm sick. So we have our chiropractor, we've got our family doctor, and then we've also engaged with a naturopath doctor. So like a more holistic doctor, um, just for, they, they, they look at a lot more different things and, um, run a lot of different tests. They're more knowledgeable about like supplements versus, you know, some traditional pharmaceuticals and things like that. Yeah. So they just like know more about those things. Whereas like a lot of just traditional, I hate to say traditional medical, doc- Western medical doctors. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't even know. They're not even taught. They don't take time on their own to look into these alternatives. And so, like, we, the one we went to was not a traditional Chinese medicine doctor, but I would totally go to somebody who who practiced in, like, traditional Chinese medicine. Um, We've looked into, like, acupuncture before. Basically, just for any, any doctor or ailment that you need someone for, try to find someone who's doing it differently yeah than the like exactly western way and i'll say to the naturopath who i went to for a lot of gut issues and things and he ran more blood tests than i knew ever existed like and i spent so much time with a, a gastrointestinal like two separate practices of gastrointestinal doctors and pas and all this stuff and they did not test literally for some of the most common like ailments that can uh, impact your gut and things like candida, which is a yeast infection, never, ever, ever mentioned. Yeah. And it's like one of the first tests, this naturopathic thing He's like, this could fit a lot of your things. And sure enough, I had a candida overgrowth. Um, and just, there's like, I mean, there's pages of these other things that he ran that like your B12, your like ability to detox your body, like all these different things they can measure that 
blood tests exist for all these things that no doctor has ever mentioned before. So like they, yeah, they have more perspective and more options to like look at and test for and like herbal things and all of that. So I think they're a good, um, you know, a good one to have in your, your field too. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, they're not going to be under your insurance, but correct. Gotta suck it up. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing I just thought of too, is just, I mean, we've talked about this before, like doctoring yourself, being your own doctor, um, which none of this is medical advice. We're just sharing our experience, but quest labs, yeah, you know, where you get blood work, you can now order your own blood work, not everything that's available, but there's a lot that you can order yourself and it's so affordable. Relative. Do not ever. Oh I can't remember if We're I was so mentioned. mad. Speaking of bitter. Oh, <laughs> never, ever, ever get blood work done at a hospital. So like I go to Moffitt for my, I had cancer. Um, it's in previous episodes and all that good stuff. <laughs> no baby. Um, <laughs> two years in remission, hopefully going on three here in April. Um, but I go there like on my yearly checkups to get an ultrasound and blood work. And long story short, they do the CBC, like the very basic blood work that everybody typically gets done when your blood work goes. And I get a bill in the mail and it literally, they build these things were over $700, $700. And then like, and you that know, was just one part of it. Cause wasn't it over a yeah. thousand? Yeah. 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 One of them was seven. The other one was like 500. Um, and that's, what's billed. And then there's like the insurance just discount for having insurance. But then I still owed like several hundred dollars on these things. Literally at Quest, the CBC that they charge me over $700 for is like $19. <laughs> like it's total highway route. And I call, I called the hospital and was like, this is ridiculous. I'm look, looking at Quest. You use Quest. And they're like, yeah, we use Quest to like run all of our things through. <laughs> I'm like, how, I, it's $19 here and you're charging me $700. they are like, oh yeah, it's, it's more expensive when you go through hospital. So I had some choice words for them, but they were like, oh, well, you should always ask when you come in to like what the cost is. Okay, thanks. You'll never get my business again. Anywho, yes, Quest is great. (laughs) You can run your own blood work. Yeah, and I've, you know, gone through rabbit holes where I've convinced myself this was another episode that we had where I convinced myself something's wrong with me. And I just did the Quest blood work and like, you know, it was fine. And Again, caveat that that does not always tell the whole picture, but it at least gives you one signal, one piece of the puzzle that, you know, it just gives you more of the holistic view. Yeah. But then the biggest one that we almost, I feel like, forgot about is we're using a midwife for this pregnancy. Oh, yeah. Speaking of the the team team of people that we've been in a lot of contact with. Well, that's so unique to like a more recent team member. Yes. Like literally. (laughs) Literally the last few weeks. So... I knew at the start of this pregnancy that I didn't want to just go down the same path that I did with my last two. And so I went many weeks, you know, I'm sure people were getting concerned, like, when are you going to go to a doctor? And it's like, I have faith that, you know, God blessed us with this child. Going to the doctor is not going to change whether or not the baby is, you know, growing in my womb, you know, doing all the things that (laughs) that he has to do. Um, that is, that's not made to happen better because you go to the doctor, it's happening and then they can, you know, maybe confirm some things for you, but (laughs) they're not making, they're not the ones making it happen. So anyways, long story short, I could not find somebody to fit my desires. Um, and so I did end up going to my OB and it was the worst day, like the worst anxiety I've had in (laughs) a long time, just 
every like fiber of my being was not wanting to be there. I was just like argue, already arguing with her over stuff because they're just going off their checklist. They're just going off. This is what we do for everyone. This is what the ACOG, like it's like the American something pregnancy yeah. gynecology. I don't know. Whatever their organization is, you know, they're just doing what they're told. And if you even have a logical reason and present them with critical thinking as to why certain tests and things just do not need to be done, I don't know. It puts them on tilt. They don't understand. They don't comprehend having a patient that's like talking back to them. Yes. They're like, whoa, 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 shut up and open your legs. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. I mean, I don't know. Ladies, no, like, that's what it is. So I was like, I can't go back. Like, I can't go back. I don't know what I'm going to do. And thankfully, due to our network of people and their networks of people, we were able to get into contact with someone who was what I was looking for. And now we have a midwife for this pregnancy. Yeah. And so far, so good, obviously. Yes. (laughs) Not totally through everything yet, but um, it's been a good experience so far. And again, it's just, it's not what everyone does. It's not what everyone's willing to do. Everyone's not willing to wait 12 weeks to, (laughs) you know, see the heartbeat on an ultrasound. But even I, like I had those moments where I was like, I just need to go in like I just want to see like that everything's okay and then I'm like no like I'm trusting that everything is okay like God gave us this child and obviously things happen and God gives children to people and and things don't turn out well but seeing it on an ultrasound or not doesn't change that it either is good or it's either okay or it isn't you know like yeah so you just have to constantly I feel like it's like a constant internal battle which gives it a negative connotation, but it's a good thing. You have to just keep checking yourself and not just allowing yourself to slide back into your old ways, which is, of course, going to feel easier and feel more comfortable in the short term. But then in the long term, when you have a third birth that doesn't go the way that you want it to go and you have to look back for the rest of your life on that and yep. have regrets, that's that's not ideal. Yep. So I think I think the other, the last part of our main community is through our, our church community. Um, I think it's been such a a blessing to have a a group of people like a mom's group and a dad's group, um, of just like small groups that we can reach out to, to ask for prayer and to ask for, um, just talk things through. Like we've literally never had that ever. We're very, very thankful. Yeah. So to have that part of the community, I think is just as important as your chiropractics and your medical doctors and naturopaths and midwives and all of that is to have that. And I talk about all the time online community and how important that can be too. And so there's actually this Facebook group that I'm a part of. I don't even know how I found it. It's it's like a local crunchy mom Facebook group. Nice. And so it's all people who are at least similarly minded. I'm sure we all have somewhat different beliefs, you know, but it's a place where you can go and say like, oh, does anyone know a more holistic? I'm like, I'm looking into this right now. So it's what comes to mind, (laughs) pelvic floor therapist, like, and then you get recommendations and at least it's like a starting point. And sometimes it's hard when you're just doing your own research on Google or whatever to find 
okay, what does this person actually believe? Like, are they going to be more open or are they going to be more medically minded? And of course, there's there's ways to tell, but sometimes it is harder to, to know. And so just having that has been really great to be able to go to. And then like Brian was saying, obviously, just knowing more people that that live in the area and who have similar beliefs too to be able to text and say like hey have you ever needed you know this doctor or whatever to go to and who do you go to and it's just like you're not doing it alone (laughs) it just makes it so much easier so we just want to encourage you to stay the course you know if you felt this strong pull to change things you're changing things within the four walls of your home Um, But maybe it's a little harder to make these external changes or when it's like go time, like your kid has a fever, what are you going to do? Are you going to reach for the Tylenol or are you going to say, no, we're doing things differently this time? And based on very recent experiences, we can tell you that if you stay the course and you trust that the body is designed to heal and it's doing what it's supposed to do and it's not broken or doing something that's why would the body do something that would hurt itself like just look in nature that doesn't make sense it's not how (laughs) how progress works but um you know really just just trust the research just the things that you've looked into it it's hard though when you're seeing your kid laying there you know maybe not feeling the best or you're seeing that thermometer a little higher than you're used to and, you know, for us, we don't have Tylenol in the, in the house, so we can't reach for that. But there's always, you know, Walmart five minutes away. And I, I felt tempted at times to just be like, you know what, let's just, I think we just should give them something. And I mean, we do have some more like herbal temperature things, but even that. Unless it's getting to a really crazy place, you don't need to. I feel you don't like need to reduce it. We are fever. we're at the point like we definitely went through that. I feel like at least for me, like I was more hesitant in the beginning, and then I feel like we help each other balance each other, mm. which is the whole point of marriage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, and now like it's weird to say, but like I feel like we almost celebrate fevers because we know that the body is doing what it's supposed to do, and we just had experience with like our oldest daughter, like never really mounting fevers. And, um, our youngest daughter almost had a fever with each cold she had. And she was like immediately better. Like the next day, like she would have a fever one day we would, you know, give the snuggles and the love and the water and, you know, hydration, all the good things. Um, and then go to sleep. And the next morning it was like brand new person yep. fevers broken. And we, so we, there was like concern about our oldest of like, Hey, why can't she mount fevers and all this? And, uh, long story short, her most recent cold, she was able to mount a fever. Same thing. Not the best. Very sad, you know, kind of hot, but yeah. And, and honestly, and like, they, they weren't that miserable. I mean, no. they were, they were obviously, you know, like sick, but they didn't have these like crazy high fevers. Of course, there is a certain point where you need to, to intervene with a fever, but we're talking about like just over a hundred, like just barely even considered a fever, but it's still like, it's what the body needs in order to fight off whatever's going on in there. And it's amazing how, how quickly they were able to get better. So, so cool. That's just one example. You know, it's there's with any number of things, you know, like I feel like as parents, 
of young kids and knowing other parents of young kids, all we hear about is like ear infections. Yes. So much ear infections. And on the one hand, we hear from people who, you know, go to a chiropractor or are more crunchy and their kids, you know, they overcame the chronic ear infections. And then on the other hand, it's just in the traditional model, they get the tubes, they go down the path, they, you know, take the Tylenol every time or the antibiotics every time, um, all that stuff. And it's just like, uh, (laughs) we just feel, you know, bad that people just don't know. That's the thing. They they don't know, you know? Yeah. Like there's plenty of things that we did earlier on in our parenting journey that we just didn't know. And that's why we thank God for waking us up to so many things. So it's not a place of judgment. It's just a place of like, wow, I wish somebody would have told me. But you're not in a relationship with everybody that you come across to be like, well, this is what you should do. Even if you're doing it from a good place, it's just you're not always able to. You don't always have that type of relationship with the people that you're, you know, just acquaintances with or whatever it is. Yeah. So anyways, your family may not agree with you. Your family may believe that chiropractors are quacks, but you want to take yourself and your children like go. <laughs> they're your children it's your life it's not your family's life if, if and you can family... set up your next generation like we talk about this too like setting up generational you know i feel like people talk about generational wealth but like if you think about gen like generational legacy like you can be the one that changes it for like our girls will i we never did chiropractor growing up but like now our girls know at least about chiropractic and as they get older they can have the choice to know like it was that something that they felt like worked for them and they liked, they liked that experience and now they can yeah. do that for, for their kids or whatever. At least they It was cute. About one it. day they were saying like one of them's going to be a chiropractor and the other one's going to be a midwife. Oh, really? I was like, okay, do that. <laughs> but no, I think it just, you know, and it goes back to like, you know, with our families growing up, they just didn't know. And I feel like it's even harder back then without social media or things like yeah. that. Like how, how, how would, you know? would you find out information unless you had someone in your life who already knew and was yeah. teaching you and training you. But even with our parents, there's certainly choices that we've made that they don't initially agree with, or they're like kind of confused. I mean, thankfully our families completely trust us and don't like question our judgment on things, but we're able to teach and educate and like get them to come around and be like, oh, like I didn't know about it that way before, but now I see where you're coming from. Yeah. So, cool. you know, it's, and we're still learning too. Like we say that all the time. Like the more, you know, the more you, you need don't to know. know. Yeah, the more you <laughs> I don't, don't know. know what the saying is, but it's like, there's so much to know. Um, so yeah, you're never done learning. Yeah. But just encourage you to keep, keep going. Keep, I know if you're, if you're listening to this, we know you're on, you're on the path of looking into new things. So we just encourage you to keep doing that and staying strong and reaching out. Be the weirdo, be the black sheep, be the person that, you know, can't do 10 vacations a year because you buy grass fed beef and see a holistic doctor, but it's okay. Like you'll be okay. Your kids will be okay. I love the reels where it's like, a dad or a mom cooking like a grass-fed fillet for their their daughter and like it says like i'm cooking her fillet so you you know your mcdonald's doesn't impress her or whatever yeah. like in the future like for their future husband or whatever your dusty son yeah like okay well we've definitely done that because my girls know the difference between the taste of a ribeye a fillet a new york strip and a, a sirloin uh, yeah so 
all the things they all the things. always ask is this filet and we're like no like sorry we like can't have filet every night yeah sorry <laughs> it's just ribeye sorry <laughs> it's fun though yeah so anyway you got this keep it up and uh feel free to reach out that's why we're here Yep, but thanks for listening. We're excited to be back and we can't wait for more episodes to come out. We're going to try to be back into a regular cadence, at least for the next few months. Then we might go off the rails again. (laughs) But we'll see you next time. Bye.